I asked him, uh, how many leads do you get a month? He said, month? I get about a lead in three months. I'm like, that's not okay. Ciao, this is Lucas. Welcome to the Toast of the Wild East, podcast for ambitious Toastmasters willing to raise their game. In this podcast, I interview guests willing to share their insights about applying what they learn in Toastmasters in their professional career to help you do the same. Our guest today, Sovik Mukherjee, a Toastmaster, a distinguished Toastmaster in fact, business professional with experience in operations, strategy and project management, who is currently running his side hustle as a virtual assistant. I met Sovik on Twitter, where I was playing with the idea of promoting the Toast of the Wild East podcast. And one day Sovik wrote to me that he would like to be a guest. We had a virtual coffee and I became really interested in the idea of being a virtual assistant. So we got to chat and here is the interview. Sovik, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lucas, for having me. So, like the two of us, we, we met on Twitter. We are total strangers. Tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Why is it that you got on Twitter and what is it that you're trying to accomplish there? Lucas, Twitter is a platform which is very, very reactive. Hmm. The average life of a tweet is somewhere in the range of five to seven hours, which means that any cycle, be it a sales cycle or a product cycle, interaction cycle is much more shorter. Mm-hmm. And somebody who, like me, who wants to get their business or side hustle at the moment off the ground, I felt Twitter was the most compelling social media platform that I had to get my word across and quickly. Mm-hmm. And I understand that you you are starting just in the past couple of months or maybe just past past couple of weeks. Do you have any, did you get any like, tips or is there any approach how to get started on Twitter, how to gain more followers, anything like that? Or are you just, you know, playing it with it randomly? I'm just playing with it randomly uh, with, with posting relevant content, which I feel would create an impact mm-hmm. and basically following back whoever is following me. And I do a sound hashtag research and I make sure that I put those hashtags in my post. That's about it. Not No other uh-huh. strategy. Uh-huh. Okay. Interesting. I know that you have background in project management. Are you, you have also one of the project management certifications, right? Correct. I'm a PMP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me what I also know that your side hustle is virtual assistant. And clearly it's from my like limited view of our limited understanding of that kind of occupation, But, you know, if you tell me, if somebody tells me I'm doing a virtual assistant, I would think, oh, probably that's not a very qualified job. And if somebody tells me I have a PMP in my eyes, that's that's a very qualified job. So, and I know that you chose to do the side hustle of virtual assistant. Could you tell me a little bit more about what is behind it? Lucas, that's a very deep thinking question. So I'll take a bit of time in this question because it's very, very close to my heart. Of course. I was an entrepreneur for three and a half years, right from 2016 beginning to 2019 mid. Mm -hmm. And in that journey of being an entrepreneur, 
there were things that I knew and then there were things that I did not know. But in between, there was always a gap because I did not know what I did not know. To stop this play of words, what I'm trying to basically say is that <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew that these are the things I want to do. But at the end of the day, I wish there was somebody who would tell me, okay, take left from here. The road is much more easier. Or for that matter, somebody telling me, hey, don't pay for that service. It's available for free by another service provider. So these small things, if somebody had told me, guided me at that point of time, things would have been a lot more easier. Now, let's say, Lucas, you start your own business tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I I come to you and say, Lucas, hey, I'm a PMP. I'm Mm -hmm. a Six Sigma Greenbelt. And I have got... 10 plus years experience in doing this, doing that. That's that's intimidating. Yeah, but I tell you, Lucas, I'm a virtual assistant. Do, uh-huh. do you think you can offload some things which you think can be easily be done by somebody reliable while you take care of something which you can really focus on and grow your business? Would that make more sense to you? Yeah, definitely. You actually just changed my perspective because definitely if I start my business tomorrow, I would be probably worried start working directly with someone who has a PMP because, wow, this person is too qualified and I'm just starting my business. I don't have any experience in that. But if you tell me, oh, I'm a virtual assistant, I can help you out. I would be feeling, I think, of course, once I trust you, then I will be really comfortable starting that collaboration. Absolutely. And in a business, you're the boss. And at no point am I to come across as a person who knows more than you probably, because that's not the case. Every business is the founder's own thought process, even if it is the same product, same service, or the same market. Mm, wow. Now that I think that's, that's very deep. I think very often people want to make themselves appear as smart as possible, as qualified as possible, but actually you are saying that you make yourself more approachable, which is good for your business by making yourself look, well, maybe not that super qualified by presenting some side of yourself that is not so intimidating. Um, I'm I'm curious, when did you come to that philosophy or when did you you make that insights or were you always like that? Uh, No, no. once again, while I was uh, an entrepreneur, even mm-hmm. after that, uh, when I decided to, uh, you know, pursue uh, the blank spots in my resume, basically, I, I was clueless about finance. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I decided to do pursue a master's degree, which would give me a little bit uh, knowledge on the financial portion of it. So even while I was an entrepreneur, or even when I was a student, at every point, I thought, who are the people who I'd like to work with? No, with your experience, you come across all sorts of people, especially when you're an entrepreneur. You, you come across aggressive people, outspoken people. You come across introvert people and people who knows everything and doesn't speak out or who doesn't know anything and still speaks a lot. You come across all <laughs> sorts of people. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's you who is making a decision that you're comfortable with. Probably you will have a long Excel sheet with pros and cons listed out. But at the end of the day, you choose somebody who you're comfortable with. 
we work with people we like it's as simple as that mm-hmm. so when i choose is a, a person an accountant for my business i'll not look at the list of qualifications that he or she has i'd rather look for somebody whose language i understand of course given the fact that he or she is qualified to the basic level that is required for that position but mm-hmm. apart from that do i resonate with that person rather than how much does he know about it which mm-hmm. i may not even require for that job that i'm seeking mhm yeah oh i think that's definitely an excellent insight it doesn't mean that when the more qualified you are the better or the more chances you have to well to get a client basically right um, speaking speaking of clients mm, what kind of people are you working with if if you already if you already managed to get some clients yes i did uh, i prefer to work with three types of clients the uh-huh. first type of client is somebody who's a solopreneur or a small business owner who's just starting out off the ground figuring things out and, and doesn't really have a vision but doesn't clearly have defined steps as to what to be done next prioritizing things so you know running around basically people who are running around yeah so i get in and try and help them figure out what works best for them by taking off the things that they already know that is is given for example returning emails when you're starting out you always return emails even if it is a blank inquiry you still return it so that's something i could take off their plate so that they can focus on figuring things out what they're doing mm-hmm. the second type of client is somebody who has who's very sure of what he or she wants to do and and once they have established they feel that oh i wish i had somebody who would coordinate this 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 and give it to me in in one sl- slide or for that matter they would think that i wish somebody would start this zoom meeting every day make mm-hmm. this person host and basically spotlight whoever is speaking mm-hmm. so they are they know what to do they can do but then they do not want to do or rather yeah. they would do something which is more more easy for them or that would more add, add value to them this is my yeah. second type of client mm-hmm. the third type of client are big corporate guys big corporates got vice president or a president or a chairman of a company or a ceo or founder of a company who has just too much on his or her plate mm-hmm. who feels that oh i i could start off a new arm i could open a new branch i could do so much if only i had the time i make that time i'll i'll ask them probably hey boss what do you need and if they say mm-hmm. can you just send these 20 emails to this 20 branch managers and and especially on only their portion so that there is no conflict and tell me what they are telling in a summary sheet at the end of friday yes i can do that while you go figure out how do you open a new branch because mm-hmm. that i can't do mm i see okay you may wonder you said you have these three types of clients how many clients can you handle all together let's say in 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 one week how many clients can you handle at the same time because 
already these three clients i imagine would be a lot of work and i guess they are just types right they're not like all the individuals you'd be surprised lucas because i have a very strict policy that i do not work more than 40 hours a week mm-hmm. uh, on my side hustle and mm-hmm. when i say that the majority of that 40 hours comes from my weekends saturday and sunday yeah and i have a very clear calendar system where i say uh, okay this job requires this many hours i will not be putting more hours than this so i have a very clear break of that telling that okay this is what i'll be doing it's like booking a slot where you book for let's say 2 hours and and when that exceeds you come back telling that hey i have exceeded imagine a prepaid cell phone card that you have once the balance gets over you cannot make any more calls until you recharge further it's it's the same concept yeah if the hours run out you buy more hours as a client and only then i get to work because i have very clear boundaries as to how much i should work mm-hmm. interesting you know what i was wondering because the two of us we also met on twitter and we we, we got together uh you know for a 30 minute virtual coffee and now we're talking on podcasts because i found it really interesting what this is that you're doing um but what i'm curious when you're a virtual assistant for someone that i guess requires a lot of trust from that person right if they let you manage for example their zoom meeting maybe they're running an important webinar and you are the one who's spotlighting whoever is speaking and so on it requires yeah. a lot of trust, but I imagine also the people you work for, they are people, some of them you may have never met. And I know that you're also like using yeah. Twitter, right? Actively to get your clients. So yeah. how do you build trust with people who never met you in person? Okay. Uh, that's a good one, Lucas, because credibility and trusts are something which really is the essence of being a virtual assistant. Yeah. One of the thing is I load them with testimonials. Whenever a new client comes on board, let's say he or she is a fitness coach. Mm-hmm. So I'll share all the testimonials, all the work that I have done for similar industry, for a similar person who is in a similar business and caters to the similar kind of audience. And I'll say, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. This is the number, this is the email ID. Uh, this is the LinkedIn profile, this is the Twitter account, you can verify, you can check. And here is the testimonial that they have written for me, you can verify that as well. Mm-hmm. That is my first step. The second step that I do is that I start something with very, very menial, minor, which which probably would not even matter to them. Mm. For example, a week of social media calendar. I, I am yeah. active on Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Can you give me a social media calendar? Yes, I can. So, excuse what me. Do what does it I, mean? What does it mean, social media calendar? Okay. Um, let's say, Lucas, you want to have your own brand, uh, yeah. and and uh, I do say that. <laughs> yeah, you want to have your own brand out there. Everybody must be talking about it. And, yeah. and you you want to be really famous, or rather, your brand. I, I want that. Yeah, tell me more. You want that. You want that. Right? <laughs> I want to be you famous. Yeah, go ahead. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. So uh, there are certain things. Uh, for example, Facebook has its own analytics. Google has its mm-hmm. own analytics, and Twitter, of course, has its own analytics. Mm-hmm. What time 
of post does it really matter for your audience? Try posting, let's say seven, eight, nine, ten, like that every hour post one and see which post is getting most traction. That way you'll know which is the hour or the range of time where your target prospects hang out. Yeah. Second, experiment with various hashtags and figure out which hashtag actually works with your target audience. Mm -hmm. Third, do they like video? Do they like audio? Do they like a carousel post or do they like just a single picture? Experiment with these things. So once you have that for about three weeks, I'll require three weeks of experimenting with these three variables, which I just mentioned. And then I know which are your people hang out. I know what kind of posts they like and which kind mm -hmm. of hashtags they use. And that mm -hmm. way I can design an entire month of calendar for you telling that, okay, Monday goes out a post, which will give you a teaser about Thursday's podcast. Tuesday, there would be a post which would be talking about how do people reach out to Lucas. Wednesday, there would be a post which would talk about the benefits of podcast in general. And Thursday would be a premiere of the podcast launching. Friday would be a premiere. Sorry, Friday would be a post which would basically talk about how people loved your podcast. <laughs> that way, I will design an entire month of content or rather an indication of a content that you can put up in every social media channel that you are or want to be active on. That's so smart. And that is a social media calendar. Oh, well, thanks for explaining. So, okay. So then somebody, let's say a famous Toastmaster speaker, maybe your famous Toastmaster trainer also do it by way. Do you have any clients from Toastmasters? I, I do. I have uh, three clients from Toastmasters actually. Mm -hmm. And okay. Toastmasters actually started me move off the ground. My first two clients were from Toastmasters. Interesting. Would you, would you mind, you know, telling, telling me a little bit more about that, about how you got started? Sure. The first uh, client was actually a Toastmaster who was uh, our club coach. Uh, uh -huh. we, we were not really doing well uh, in September and uh, he was the club coach and I was a uh, member. I had finally given up all my ex-composition and I was just a member. Mm -hmm. And he came down and says, you have done so much, you have done this, you have done that. Why is your club suffering? I said, but I really do not have the bandwidth right now to, you know, uh, push people and, and get things done. So I really need your help here. Mm -hmm. And that way we got talking and uh, I realized he is actually a coach. He is a executive coach helping managers get their next promotion. He was very specific about it. I see. And I went to his LinkedIn profile and I found it was not good at all. Oh, and executive coaches, LinkedIn is the main source of their leads. I asked him, uh, how many leads do you get a month? He said, month? I get about a lead in three months. I'm like, that's oh. not okay. So wow. give me about a week and, and let's talk after a week. I optimized his LinkedIn profile. I started putting out posts, uh, maybe six posts, I put it. And he called me the next Sunday, all excited and said, Hey, you know what? Saturday I received a call and Sunday I received a call. What did you do? No way. That, that was the starting. I did not charge him a penny there. 
Uh-huh. Then he said, okay, I'm a virtual assistant. I do these things. Would you like to try me out for a month? He said, yes, I would like to try you out for a month. He tried me out for a month and this is his seventh month. I'm still with him. Mm, well, congratulations. That's, I think that's a brilliant, <laughs> you, that's a brilliant origin story of how Sobek, <laughs> the virtual assistant master came to be. It's very cool. I, I, I'm also wondering, you know, like being a virtual assistant, I guess it's not something that you get a, a school that at the university, but also I think there's probably not even a course or a course. Well, maybe there is a course or a course. Still, it's not mm. like a skill that's so easily or so frequently taught. Where mm. did you look for information about starting something that you've never done before? Okay. Uh, yes, there are a few courses in Coursera. And, uh, but they are like one of the courses, which means that, okay, what are the side hustles you can do? You can do A, B, C, D, virtual assistant, E, F, G, H, like that. So it's one of the things that you can do. So it's not a yeah. standalone yeah. course, which is at least not one, which is good. Um, Maybe you can make one, was, huh? So sorry, that's something. Yeah, I think you should do I'll, a virtual I'll do that probably course. In, in about six months when I'm confident that this is something which is well, taken off I'll definitely put up a masterclass uh-huh. and I'll put it up in And I'll, uh, Lucas, I'll give you a credit as well there. Yeah, please, Idea please mention. By Lucas. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, so, uh, getting back. Uh, so, what I did was I uh, combed through the Facebook groups a lot. And there are quite a few uh, virtual assistant coaches available in Facebook. Uh-huh. Uh, and not all of them are paid. Uh, there's uh, a lady called Jillian Sanders who does very well in coaching people, but I think her course uh, course is slightly costlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another lady called Belinda Sander who also does a uh, coaching, which is also very good. Um, Jillian Perkins is another lady who does. So there are a bunch of coaches who are virtual assistants themselves and who have seen success over the years and they have now started their uh, academy course masterclass however you want to call it uh, in Mm -hmm. in facebook groups basically so i sort of attended a few of them and but my strategy was always my own thinking that okay this is what i'm comfortable with this is what i'm going to do let's see if it works out so yeah, yeah that that was my strategy let's see if it works out Got it. So better than trying to read up on in some books, you just find some people who've already done it, who can teach it, and you just you even spend some money for the coaching, uh, so to to get to get up to speed quickly. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm thinking that virtual assistant is somebody who helps other people overcome different kinds of challenges. But I'm also thinking a virtual assistant must be facing a lot of challenges. So what are some of the biggest challenges uh, in your side hustle of virtual assistant? Okay, one of the things is the top challenge that I face is monotony. Yeah. If a client gives me, all right, you have to convert all the addresses that's available in my phone to this Excel so that I can email them a newsletter every week yeah there is no software for that that even if there are yeah sorry it has to be really painful to do all that correct so the monotony of the and one 
spelling error, one extra space bar would, would cause that email to bounce back. So that's not acceptable at all. Yeah. So that's one of the top challenges uh, that I face. The second uh, challenge I would say is the variety of clients because some are very, very genuine and, and they know what they want. Whereas some are not very clear themselves what they want. Now, okay. th there's a very famous saying which says that if uh, Ford had asked his customer what they want, they would probably have told that they want faster horses, not a car. So uh -huh. Sometimes I do have to tell them, boss, do you think one, two, three, these are the three things that you want to get started off and then probably will figure out on the way. So sometimes I feed them what they want. So that's my second challenge. And, and because it's not my business, it's their business. I can only say what I think of it. So sometimes it, it, it it's not a shot in the dark, but it's an educated guess at the best. So there okay. are chances of misfiring as well. And, and I come across as somebody who presumes probably something which is not right. So that's the second danger that I run into sometimes. And uh, the third uh, issue is third challenge that I face is uh, very easily figuring things out. While that is exciting, it takes a bit of time for me to figure things out. Tomorrow, if you call me up and say that, uh, you know, there's a VLOOKUP in Excel that's amazing, there's HLOOKUP amazing, you know, there's a new XLOOKUP that has come. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, is it? So I'll, I'll take probably a day or two to figure out what is X lookup, uh -huh. but I'll come back to you. So that becomes a little challenging when I do not know how much it is going to be worth it. Is, is it that one project that you're going to give me with X lookup? In that case, it's totally worth learning what it is. Yeah. But is it just a one-time activity that you're going to give me? It's just a 10 minutes job for that. I have to pick up that skill. So I am okay to learn new things, but if I have some visibility as to what is the worth of that skill for you as a client, as a business owner, that would make my life a lot more easier. Is the third channel that I feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can. I think I can. I can relate. It's hard to, even if you're have a even if you have a curious mind and you hunger for knowledge, you need to balance learning of new things and uh, like being uh, executing, right? Doing the things that you'll be getting paid for. Yeah. So imagine now hmm. that I have a friend and hmm. a friend of my name is Gregor. And yep. my friend decided that he wants to become a virtual assistant too. What okay. steps would you suggest Gregor to take? Excellent. First of all, let me congratulate Gregor for thinking in these lines. Mm -hmm. The more virtual assistants that we have, we form a bigger team. It's not a competition. There's a lot of work out there. So it's a team. That's how I see other virtual assistants that I meet, connect, contact, etc. Mm -hmm. There are four simple steps. The first step, the very first step is not to overthink it just okay. to list down top three skills that you have. It need not be your job. It need not be 
anything that you have been paid for it it can be something in your personal life which you never thought would be useful you know uh, any any skills there are three skills that you must be good at everybody is good at something so figure out the top three skills that you have would it would it help you if i told you what are gregor's top three skills sure no problem so so gregor he he is not very good with numbers so for example he's not very good with with excel but mm -hmm. he's very good with words with copywriting mm -hmm. and also he has okay. quite some experience with canva so with okay. designing so for okay. Gregor, it would be it would be copywriting it would be designing and he's he's like super easygoing i mean everybody loves that he can make friends instantly yeah very nice set of skills very appropriate set of skills let me rather put it that way because uh -huh. the third one which you said which he can make friends easily would get him clients in a jiffy and the rest mm. of the two skills will get him off the ground within a week if if not less okay <clears throat> all right uh, so that's the first step listing down three skills that your friend thinks he has uh -huh. second step is to have a pitch okay the pitch goes like this and and do not mince words you're trying to be a virtual assistant Let, let's not say anything else do not say executive assistant do not say personal assistant do not say i i help people no you are a virtual assistant let's keep it that way people like it when you're direct mm -hmm. i'm a virtual assistant what do you do? You help solopreneurs or small business owners have a very clear set of target audience. Who are you targeting? Like in the beginning, Lucas, you asked me, who is my ideal client? I told yeah. you three profiles. Mm -hmm. I've actually sat down and drawn them on a piece of paper to see how my ideal client looked like. Ah. So figure out what, who is your ideal client. And that goes in the next part of your sentence. And the third part of your sentence is the three skills that you have. Let me give you an example. Hi, I'm a virtual assistant. I work with solopreneurs and small business owners to help them with Excel spreadsheet, to manage their social media, and to manage their online meeting controls mm -hmm. and stop talking. Sometimes when we are trying to pitch our services, we talk too much. Yeah. That's not advisable. Who you are, who are you targeting? What can you do? That's it. And wait for the response and you would get, get one, trust me. Yeah. This is the second step. Third <laughs> step is also something which we discussed a few moments back where we talked about credibility testimonials build a place or a site or a google drive or a canva page or a website anything which uh, gregor is comfortable with build that and put a lot of testimonials from a lot of clients from people you have worked with people who who know that you're good at that you put that in that works as a reference that works as a reference very well and if you do not have that no worries get a few beta clients you talk to people hey i'll 
design a few Canva posts for your social media. Can you give me a testimonial on that behalf? I do not want to be paid for it. So that way you can get a few beta clients as well. Yeah. You put that in your, whichever portfolio you're designing, it can be in a Canva, it can be a Google Drive, it can be a website or any form uh, which you can share to your prospects. That's the third step. Mm -hmm. Fourth and final step, talk to people. <laughs> talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to your Toastmasters club, if you're a member, talk to anybody you see. Uh, I, I got my first client after the XCOM briefing. We were just chatting. I got my second client at, at a metro station. No way. I, I overheard somebody talking to uh, another person telling that I know how to do this, but I wish there was somebody who could do this. <laughs> I said, hey, I overheard what you were saying. I'm so sorry, overhearing is not really a good practice, but I just overheard and this is my card. Do you want to get in touch? So talk to people, put it out there, put yourself out there, social media, offline, online, anywhere that you can think of, put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what are you saying, how much you're saying, it matters how frequently you're saying. Consistency is the key here. Yeah. Uh, they say, if you keep doing something long enough, you become good at it eventually. And yeah. this long enough is not very long because there is a huge requirement of VAs in this world right now with so many companies going unicorn, the great reshuffle or great resignation, however you want to put it. I think there's a rise of gig economy and there's a lot of people who want people who can get things done and virtual assistants are the people who can get things done. Wow. Brilliant. Well, Soik, thanks a lot. This was this was extremely interesting, and also, I mean, such an interesting outcome of random random encounter on Twitter. Maybe the last question yeah. I have for you, because you seem to be really so mature in terms of you know this like people. You seem to be like a real people person. You seem to be like real people oriented. What is your what is your secret? Ah. Okay. This has yeah. nothing to do with virtual assistant, by the way. Uh -huh. So uh, I, I have this thought that when mankind evolved, there were initially reptiles, as we all know. And okay. the first thought that happens whenever there's an event that is happening in front of you, uh, a reptilian brains think fight or flight. So mm -hmm. we, we either talk back to doing that, no, 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 this is not acceptable, or, or we move away from that place. So that's the reptilian brain telling us what to do. Mm -hmm. you, you wait for a few seconds and then you start either feeling very sad or happy or angry about that incident. That's your mammal brain taking over. Mm -hmm. It's emotions. It's, it's telling you how you feel about the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Wait few more seconds. That's when your human analytical brain comes in. And you start thinking, okay, this happened. So this is the cause and the effect would be this. So my reaction should be like this. Okay. And then you take that action or reaction, however you want to put it. So the trick here, Lucas, for me is always to wait for my human brain to come into process. 
I'll let the reptilian go. I'll let the mammal go. And finally, when the human analytical brain takes form, I do that action, which uh, my human brain allows me to. Wonderful. It's a brilliant note to end with. Thank you so much. Oh, it's, I feel right now I'm feeling completely zen and I will try to practice that, what you just suggested, to wait for the human brain to kick in to, so that you are able to react appropriately. Thank you so much for accepting the invite to the podcast. I enjoyed and found the conversation really useful. I enjoyed uh, the questions that you asked me and also sharing my experience uh, across whoever is listening. Thank you so much, Lucas, for this opportunity. That was fascinating insight into the world of virtual assistants. What do you think? Would you give it a try? Would you like to work as one or perhaps hire one? You can reach out to Sovic, but you can also check out websites such as Fiverr, where such services are offered. When is a better time than now after listening to this episode? If you enjoyed this episode, why not subscribe to the podcast? Also, join the discussion on Toast of the Wild East Facebook page, Twitter, or Instagram. Just type at ToastWild and you'll find it. Of course, the links are also in the episode notes. With that, I believe that's all. I wish you a good week. I'm going to talk to you next time. Bye-bye.